0: Oh, 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 oh here comes Deeks and Quicks.
1: Even that you'll learn it with the
0: pod. Cast, <laughs> uh-oh, <laughs> break it down, uh-oh. Get it in your ears now, fast. Quicks, Deeks, cast, pods.
1: Uh. Welcome, everybody. My name's Easy Quicks, and I'm joined with Deeks. Say hello, Deeks. Hello, everybody. My name is Deeks. Welcome
0: to Two in the Basement, a Dead by Daylight podcast. Now, you might be asking yourself, What do you talk about on a Dead by Daylight podcast? Well, surprise, surprise, we talk about Dead by Daylight a lot. We are going to be covering things such as uh, the perks that appear on the Shrine every week, whether to get them, whether to not get them, whether they're worth your time, whether they aren't. Uh, We're also going to be talking about uh, game changes, patches that come out, chapter updates, all of that good stuff. Uh, And our favorite thing that we're probably going to be doing every week is we're going to be trying to get a guest on every week. And we're going to be talking to them about Dead by Daylight. But before we get any guests on, we need to introduce ourselves. You guys might not even know who we are. So I'm going to throw it to EasyQuix, and he's going to, let, he's going to give you a little bit of info on who he is.
1: Nice. Thanks for the introduction. Uh, my name's EasyQuix. I stream Dead by Daylight over on Twitch. I've been streaming, streaming for about a year and a half, just about. I love to play Killer and Survivor. Specifically, I'm an Ace main for Survivor. He's very, very classy. And I like to play Demogorgon, O Huntress.
0: Now what's your favorite um what's your favorite outfit for Ace, Quixie?
1: Favorite outfit. I like his his suit. It's a very classy one. It's the suit with suit with a mustache. That's my favorite. That's my favorite I, outfit for him. I actually run the
0: same thing, but I run the sweat band because I, I need to catch all the sweat coming off me in the public matches when I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> I used to rock that and I was like, nah, I need I'm a bit more classy than that. No, that's all good, man. That's uh, That sounds great. For anyone that doesn't know myself, uh, my name is Deeks. Uh, I also play Dead by Daylight. Who'd have thought? Uh, I was a killer main. I mained the Wraith, the Bing Bong Man himself. Um, but I did move on to Survivor a couple of months ago, and I have absolutely fallen in love with it. Uh, now, don't stress, I used to play Survivor, and I used to run into every wall, and I would not make it more than two meters before the killer downed me and threw me on that hook. Uh, but luckily, I've put a lot of hours in. I think Quixie almost has two hour- 2,000 hours, not 2 hours, sorry. 1.7K, <laughs> I've almost had. And I last night, I just cracked 2,000 hours in the game. So people are there going, what a waste of time. Not for us. <laughs> we absolutely adore this game. And that's simply why we want to talk about it as much as we can. Uh, we do want to provide a lot of information for you guys. But we also want it to be a conversation, not only between us, but between you as well. So we are going to be opening up. Q and a type things where we'll have you guys sending questions and we'll answer them uh, on the podcast for anyone that doesn't know though, as Quixy did say, we both stream over on Twitch. Uh, so easy quicks, uh, like the name says easy and quicks with a Q. Uh, that's his uh, link there. Mine is Deeks 93 D E A X Z nine three. You can find us there live uh, most days of the week. And uh, yeah, Quixie, what else uh how long have you been streaming for? I guess we can we can get a little bit of info about ourselves and our background. I think I think I started about August
1: 2019. So it's okay. just about a year and a half. Um almost at two K, mate. Mate, you're actually smashing it. Two thousand hours. Why do you yeah, play this game? Why do you like this game?
0: Look, I loved Dead by Daylight. Initially, I loved it because uh I was good at killer. I thought I was good at killer and then I got better at the game and I realised I was bad at killer
1: because there are people that are way better than me. <laughs> there are some, there are some good OC killers out there. There's there are some isn't. very, very good ones. So we come across quite frequently. Almost every stream is always at least one of them on.
0: And if we didn't mention as well, we are from Australia. If you couldn't tell by our uh, our lovely Australian accents, uh, we play in the oceanic region of uh, Dead by Daylight. So we do encounter mostly players from the Australia and New Zealand area. Um, we do run into. Uh, As quick said, the odd streamer, but we do run into uh, very, very, very good killers, and also on the contrast, very, very good survivors. So um, you can expect to you'll learn more about us as we go. Um, But we'll also be yeah, as I said, bringing on guests. They might be streamers, they might be people that just play the game, content creators, whatever you want to call them. Uh, They're all just people at the end of the day. So that's all we want to do. We just want to talk to people about Dead by Daylight. Uh, And hope that you have fun hanging out and maybe learn something. Uh, Or maybe you think we're complete idiots. But uh,
1: that's what we're here for. 100%, mate. 100%. So, um, the OCA community is is pretty small. So, we do come across the same people quite often, especially in the red ranks when there's not too many um, players in there. So, um, you must be pretty excited for this next patch, mate. Especially with the Wraith. The Wraith buff coming out.
0: Yeah, that is actually something. uh, As I said, I am a Wraith main. So... I actually play the Wraith without uh, using any add-ons. So uh, way back when I was a, a wee little child playing Dead by Daylight for the first time, I uh, uh, basically tried out the Wraith, and he's a pretty weak killer. He's not um, he's not that strong, and uh, he's very add-on dependent. So uh, using his add-ons often helps him get kills, that kind of thing. So I decided I'm going to be... Um, Against the grain, and I'm gonna not run. I'm gonna not run add-ons, and see how that goes for me. Uh, this far, it's been going great. I'm a pretty decent player, I would say. Uh, but they actually are buffing the wraith in the next chapter, uh, which is actually only uh, not less than a week, less than a week. It's Tuesday, about three Tuesday or four Tuesday days night. away. So um, they're actually going to speed him up while he's cloaked. So um, that's pretty huge. Uh, it's just going to make it easier for him as his base kit to get around the map, that kind of thing. Um, someone that you probably don't play as much, though, that they're changing up as well, Uh, they are changing up the the Blight and uh, his point of view because currently it looks like he's a young, young gnome running around in the the Dead by Daylight world, uh, barely able to see above any cars.
1: Yes, like especially when I play Blight, you can't even see over windows. It's like he's very short. He's very short. So I'm really keen to see his point of view change, make him a tall killer, just like most of the other ones. So it's going to make him a bit more bearable to play. You can actually see over grass, which would be nice. Uh, I do. I don't mind Blight. I want to like learn him and get better with him because he's he's a pretty strong killer. You see him quite a bit in the uh, in the OCE tawny out there. There's definitely some good Blights out there. There are
0: there is some cracked Blights in in our region. That is for sure. Um, the last thing we can kind of talk about, touching on the uh, the all kill chapter that's coming out next week, uh, is the decisive strike nerf. Now we have just jumped straight into giving you guys a little bit of information, but um, I'll just let you know that we do aim to do these podcasts uh, weekly if we can. Uh, we want to be able to provide as much information and have as much fun hanging out with you guys as possible. Um, obviously, if we fi- if we feel there's not much to talk about for a week, we might skip a week here and there. Uh, but we aim to do these weekly, and we aim to make them as uh, as interesting and fun to listen to as possible, um, especially with having those guests on every week. So. Um, we are just going to jump in and talk about one of the, the big topics that uh, is actually coming next week, and that, as I said, is the nerf uh, or the change you might say to uh, Decisive Strike. So, Quixie, do you want to go through? We've got a little picture here, um, and let us know um, what the actual cha- what it's changing from, and what
1: the changes are. So, Decisive Strike is a very controversial perk. No, no killer likes likes versing this perk. It's very common. It's one of the one of the most strongest perks for Survivor. So pretty much in its current state, once you get unhooked, you got 60 seconds where you cannot be picked up or grabbed out of a locker. So it's it's very strong, and the killer gets stunned for five seconds.
0: And what do people tend to do with that quicksie? Like, uh, do they? I feel like
1: they tend to abuse it a little bit. Lots of survivors. They do. They do try to abuse it. They run a breakle with it. So once they get unhooked and you down them, there's nothing you can really do. They either get up or you pick them up and copper stun. So now some people might say.
0: But um the stun is about the stun is I believe five seconds for a, a tier three perk. Now five seconds doesn't seem like a lot in a game of Dead by Daylight, does it? Or in in in, no, in, it in real time, it doesn't seem like a lot. Of, five seconds is nothing. We just talked for five seconds just then, and nothing happened. Nothing, but, nothing's
1: happened. And at, when you're playing killer, you need lots of time because the gens go very quick. It takes eighty seconds to do one generator, and five seconds. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it does add up. It so in the
0: scheme of things, it's uh, it's quite a quite a strong perk, as you're saying. So, uh, what are they doing? To, like, what are they? How are they fixing it or making it like less? I guess uh, less of an offensive perk and more of a uh, not a, not an anti tunneling perk, but a uh, a perk that maybe you, we might see is a little more
1: balanced. So pretty much with with this icy awesome strike, it will deactivate now when you like progress the game. So pretty much if you start repairing a generator. It deactivates if you start to heal somebody else. It deactivates, but if somebody heals you, it's okay. Um, if you cleanse a totem, sabotaging a hook or unhooking other players, it deactivates. So it's a pretty huge buff. It's pretty huge because this game, this uh, perk has been in the game since about 2017, and it hasn't really been touched. Now that is also interesting because there was a uh, basically a way that you could uh,
0: you could kind of get a really strong foothold in the game, is if a survivor had borrowed time, the perk that allows uh, someone 15 seconds of invulnerability once they've come off the hook in the killer's terror radius, they could actually have Decisive Strike. They could go and save someone else, take one hit without going down, then save that person, and then that person, them themselves, go down and then still have Decisive Strike and be able to have that 60 seconds on the ground where the killer can't pick them up. Now, from what you're telling me with that perk, if they unhook that person, their decisive strike is going to be eliminated, and the killer can be free to pick that person up who has decided to rush in to save someone else. Is that that's kind of what I'm what I'm yeah, picking that's, up? Yeah, that's,
1: that's what that's what they're saying. Like, beat, Borrow Time time, de- 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 decisive strike is a very um very strong build, especially in end games when um when the gates open, somebody's on the hook. You try and unhook them, and if they do go down, they got decisive strike. So the killer they just crawl out, can either don't, hey? they can just crawl out, or if the killer just waits, they still might have it as soon as they get to the exit gate. So it's it's a very strong. Personally,
0: combat. you and I, you and I have a uh, we've I feel like we've got a pretty objective, uh, pretty objective mindset for Dead by Daylight. So we can we can see both sides because we both play killer and we both play survivor. Um, we both play at a, a decently good level. Um, so I believe that you know we. We can kind of give our opinions, uh, and that's all they are. They're just opinions, they're not facts. Um, do you think that this is uh, a positive, I guess a
1: positive move for the game?: I think it's a good change personally, because there's, there's many times when you play killer, you play well, you've got a few people down, um, they get unhooked very fast, and then you got to pick somebody else up, and then they've got the size of strike, even when you're not even tunneling them. Like so, pretty much DS is it's like a, it's like an anti-tunnel perk, and it's very abusable in its current state. It's been like this for years though, so it, it's pretty huge change. Uh, for so the it was the never strike.
0: designed as an anti-tunnel perk, though, was it? It was it was designed as a perk that just stopped the killer from, uh, I guess, hooking the same person multiple times before going before going for someone else. But yeah. it was turned into an an anti-tunneling perk because. People use it to put themselves in the way of the killer, thus bringing on a an air of tunneling, you might say. But that's a you know basically forcing a tunnel on themselves and then complaining because the killer leaves them on the ground and waits out their decisive strike. So that was also that's also the other option. If they don't have unbreakable, then they can actually be uh, picked up by another teammate within that sixty seconds. If you've gone off to chase someone else. Uh, so that's where it became very oppressive, especially as Quixy said. If you got if you got two or three quick downs, um, you could potentially have two two or three survivors all having decisive strike at the same time. Um, obviously, you, you're in a good position, but at a snowball effect, if you pick one up and they stun you, that five seconds they can run, get to another
1: player, and then that can they can you know get the game back in their favour. There, it's not even just slugs. It's if you get like multiple hooks like very quickly. Uh, it does rack up if they've all got if they've all got the sausage strike and borrowed time. You got to unhook somebody else, then you down them, and then there's nothing you can really do as a killer to um to rack up the hooks. So
0: now for myself, I would also think this is a good change for the game. I think any change for the game is good to try. Uh, if it doesn't work out or there's feedback from the community, which Dead by Daylight community is no stranger to giving back their their feedback to the uh, the developers. Um, I think that it's a good uh, it's a good decision. I actually think we're going to see a lot a lot less uh, of decisive strike in the um, in the meta now, or um, you know, in the perks that are run quite often, because I think people are going to start using trying to use different perks to actually keep themselves uh, above ground before you know, instead of getting on the hook um, and relying on a decisive strike to kind of get you out of a tricky situation. Uh, maybe use perks that might you know extend a chase with the killer or uh, let you know that they're coming instead of uh, being like, "Well, I've, I've got decisive strikes, so it doesn't matter if I go down because I'll just stun the killer and uh, you know I'll run off." Yeah, hundred
1: percent. Like I used to run decisive strike like, pretty often. I-, I love that perk, but like, recently I've been running lots of perks that help me in chase. Like I've used Ard for quite a few years. That's a great perk. Iron will is also pretty good. Um, I've started running. We're gonna live forever. So if the killer does like decides to slug, he can get up plays like very quickly, in like just about like five or six seconds. Now there
0: was actually so, a recent um, buff to that, so um, yes. they buffed that to one hundred percent speed of to pick someone up. So uh, essentially, uh, I think they doubled the speed that you uh, used to pick people up from uh, off the ground. What's that, eight seconds? It's Sixteen?
1: I don't, I'm not too sure on the numbers though.
0: Not yeah, sure not, we're not sure on the numbers here, guys. We are, we're, not a, we're not numbers people. We are, yeah. <laughs> we are simple, we're simple gamers who, who love Dead by Daylight. So you might not get your, your exact numbers here, but uh, we, we do want to give you our opinions and uh, we do think that it is a good change for the game. Uh, we did speak of a, um, a perk in that, though, Quixie, Borrowed Time. Um, now, if I just do a quick little segue over to the shrine for this week, Uh, so anyone that doesn't know if you are new to dead by daylight or you've never even seen this before there is a shrine of secrets so basically four perks every week uh, appear on this shrine you can unlock them with the iridescent shards that you earn just from leveling up and playing the game Uh, these often can be quite good perks they can be absolutely terrible Uh, usually there's a mixture of a couple of good ones and a couple of bad ones four in total um and this week, actually, Borrowed Time actually does appear on the Shrine. So, um, you know, Borrowed time is, a, uh, I believe, a bill teachable. Uh, so you can unlock Borrowed Time by leveling up bill. Uh, but some people, they prefer to play other characters and they don't want to put their time and blood points into unlocking perks. Um, do you think Borrowed Time, I'd say Borrowed Time is a, um, almost a, a must-have if you want to uh, help out your team. Do you reckon it's a, it's a good perk to spend your shards on?
1: I think it's worth it, personally. If you don't play Bill often, I reckon definitely grab it because you can use it on anyone. If you unlock it in the shrine, it can unlock in anybody's blood web. So any survivor at all. So I would recommend it. But um, you can get him for free. You can get the perk for free because Bill's he's a free character for PC. I'm not too sure about consoles. I believe he, he does, does appear earn on
0: consoles now. So
1: He does? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's not a bad shrine this week. It's not now, bad. If, got- as for the, the description... Um, did you just want to run over just briefly what what that does? Yeah, so pretty much if you unhook somebody within the killer's terror radius, uh, they get the endurance status effect, uh, which lasts for fifty. So pretty much if if the survivor tries to hit you, or if they do hit you, um, you pretty much take it take a hit, and you you don't go down. Um, the drawback to that is you have to mend when you're a survivor, so you have got 20 seconds to mend. Um, it's a very very strong perk. It's, it's pretty common. Lots of survivors like to use. I mean, it. I run it.
0: I run it on my on my builds uh, when I'm playing with a team or by myself. Uh, I like to make sure that I'm able to unhook just in case the killer is nearby and we need um, we need to get that person off hook if they're almost to struggle stage or if they're almost dead. Uh, it's always handy to have at least one person have it on your team. Obviously, if you're playing solo queue, you can't really
1: tell what your other uh, your other teammates have. I just like it because it's just like, just how the killer's camping, for example. You can you can get a save, and like not have to worry about the killer tunneling them. They get an extra chance because there's been many times when you're on the hook, the killer's camping you, somebody else unhooks you without borrowed time, and the killer just targets you, and then you just, you just back on the hook. So it's a it's a very good um, team based perk which I like I like to run.
0: Yeah yeah, I think it's great. I think it, I also think it's great. So um, we'll touch on the shrine. We'll finish off the shrine conversation here. There. The other two, the other three perks are tenacity, which is a, uh, I believe it's a,
1: uh, is it a detective tap perk? Detective um, tap, I, I believe so. Yeah, I believe I'm um, pretty sure it is. Yeah. Yeah, we Ten. have
0: zanchi tactics, which I believe is an oni perk.
1: That's oni's oni's perk. Yep.
0: And uh, hex retribution, which is a uh, a deslinger perk, I believe yeah um,
1: so I'll run through
0: tenacity if you want to run through the killer ones the yeah. they are often so I believe they have two two survive ones and two killer ones every week so um, obviously borrow time being a survivor perk I'll run through tenacity and then quick will help uh, help me run through the other two killer perks um, so tenacity is a perk by itself and uh, maybe not that good but coupled with some other perks can actually uh, do, do a bit of damage to the, the killer if they do decide to leave you on the ground. Uh, tenacity, what Tenacity does is it allows you to crawl faster when you're downed as a slug, as they call them, on the ground. And you actually can crawl and recover your uh, pickup state at the same time. So in the level 3 version of the perk, you actually crawl 50% faster than you normally would. And you can also recover. This can be good. It can get you to a pallet where you can sit under that. Maybe someone can uh, stun the killer when the ca- killer comes to pick you up if they if the killer doesn't see them uh, it's most common use at the moment would be with unbreakable so you crawl away really fast uh, unbreakable uh, allows you to recover faster on the ground but you can also crawl while recovering so you can basically crawl away from the killer but still be recovering to use unbreakable and then the other re- use of it would be with power struggle so uh, last pa- uh, the last chapter introduced uh, Elodie and she has a uh, a perk called Power Struggle. So when your recover bar reaches, I believe, uh, I think it's fifty percent uh, or thirty percent of the um, the re- like the recover. I've got the stats here. It's twenty five percent at t three. Okay. So when it when it reaches twenty five percent, what can happen is if the killer, even if there's no even if there's no survivor nearby, if the killer picks you up, uh, you can then stun the killer by. Slamming the pallet on them when you're on their shoulder. So it's basically a self pallet stun uh, without needing another survivor there. Now, Tenacity is good for that because it can help you reach that pallet quite fast. Uh, so I think, uh, all in all, if you've got some leftover shards, maybe I think it's worth a pickup. Um, Detective uh, Tap, he does have some good other perks, so it could be worth just getting the character. He does have Detective's Hunch, which helps you find totems. Uh, every time a generator is repaired, they light up. Their auras light up, um, but yeah, I think tenacity is a, is another good one. It's not a it's not a main staple like borrowed time, but um, it's definitely a, a good perk uh, if you want to be, um, you know, a little a little against the grain and try out some fun things with the pallet stuns and the power struggle or things like that. Uh, now, what do you, what do you think about the killer ones that are there, Quixi?
1: Um Killer ones. So your Oni's teachable perk is ancient tactics, which allows you to see pallets breakable walls and vaults within 24 meters. Not the most useful killer perk, I'd say. It's one of the weaker ones. Um, I probably wouldn't wouldn't recommend this one. I wouldn't recommend it. But the other one is Hex Retribution, which actually is pretty solid. So pretty much if anybody, um, any survivor cleanses a dull totem, they suffer from the oblivious status effect for 45 seconds. So what that means is there is no killer terror radius. I believe there's no red stain as well from the killer. I believe is that's that, right, is that correct? Yeah. And um, if they if the survivors do cleanse a hex totem, the killer can see all, all the auras of survivors for ten seconds. So that is pretty nasty with with uh plague, plague with her with her power. So um, they have they don't know you're coming, and you can just down them very very fast, and you can see them as well. So it's it's a uh, pretty pretty good perk. I would rec- would recommend this one. So something that you would run on plague is it? It's a perk you run yeah, on. Yeah, I've tried it a few few times on plague, and it does work. If if survivors do cleanse, which makes plague pretty powerful, the survivors they don't know you're coming, and you can and the killer can see them. So yeah, because yeah, that a is pretty quite good combo. Yeah,
0: power is quite strong. So um, yeah, I might try that out because I've been trying out plague recently. So uh, that could be uh, a, a bit of fun to actually uh, try out. Um, now, we do have a couple of other things that we wanted to go over this week. As as uh, we said, this is episode zero. So uh, as much as we are giving you information about Dead by Daylight, this podcast, we did want to talk uh, a bit about ourselves just because you might have found this podcast for the very first time. Obviously, it's our first episode and you might not know who we are. You might be coming from one of our streams. Uh, we do YouTube, TikTok. We do all the works. Um, but yeah, you might not know a bit about us. So, quicky, is there anything that you could have for the uh, for the listeners potentially that um they may not know about. It doesn't have to be Dead by Daylight related, streaming related. Uh potentially any goals that you have, uh that kind of thing. Just uh so, just to give the audience a little bit more uh, information about you.
1: Yeah. So, uh I mainly play Dead by Daylight when I play when I game. I used to play a lot of Call of Duty back in the day on um on the PS3. Lots of Modern Warfare cool. 2 and Black Ops 2. I know Deeks likes a bit of Black Ops 2. He's Love got it. um a bit of... Uh, he actually showed us a few of his clips <laughs> from from the other day in he, many, one of his streams. Many, many so, um, hours spent on that game. <laughs> lots of like cheeky trick shots and all that. It's very, very, very nice. Yeah, like, look, um, it seems like I have a habit of
0: sweating in no matter what game I play. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel yeah, like I'm a competitive player. Daylight, mate. So uh, <laughs> I feel like we're both pretty competitive. We like to win. Uh, We also like to, well, for myself, I love to learn. So um, I love to also teach people. So one thing that people uh, might not know about me when they come to the stream or just from seeing my videos uh, is I like to teach the game of Dead by Daylight as well. The thing you might not know is that I've actually taught my whole entire family to play. Uh, So this includes, uh, I think, two of my sisters. uh, Believe it or not, my actual mum as well. I have taught to play, and I've played Survivor friends and, and online games with her, um, and my sister's fiance as well. So we've actually been able to get into a big custom lobby all together, uh, which is a pretty cool feeling to be able to play um, play games with your family. Uh, I know that you have a, a family member that um, plays Dead by Daylight as well, don't you, Quixie?
1: Yes, I um I got my brother to to play Dead by Daylight. I've been pesting him for years, pestering him for years to try and get on. And um, oh, Big Mac, if you if you recognize the name. Uh, he's my actual brother, IRL. So he likes to play a bit of DVD. But he likes to play Killer and Survivor. So he's following in my in my footpath, which is awesome. But it must be great to uh, have your whole family play this game, because I don't think Look, anybody else in my family would is is a gamer. Nobody uh, else really games. It, it is, it's, and it's not something that I come across very often where you can say that you uh
0: you jump on some DVD with your mum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> which I think cool. is a,
0: it's a pretty cool feeling. Um, and I think it's cool that your brother plays. It. He, as as Quixy said, he also streams as well. So um, make sure you go check him out as well. Shout out uh, to O Big Mac. O oh, Big Mac, exactly the absolute legend himself. Uh, we will leave links and things in the uh, in the description of the podcast as well, just so you can follow up on all the information that we do talk about. Um, and I guess yeah, that's kind of kind of a little bit about ourselves. Uh, we, as I said, love Dead by Daylight, and we just want to try and entertain our, our goal is to entertain and uh my for myself educate and and help people learn the game it's what i do on my stream as well uh and if we can bring some some sort of uh i guess element of that to the podcast as well um but also give you guys something that you might want to listen to in the car on the way home or even while you're gaming some people listen to podcasts that kind of thing we uh we want to be the podcast for you because we noticed that there's a bit of a gap there there's uh there's not a lot out there is there Quixie?
1: No, there's not there's not many dead by daylight like podcasts out there so it's um it's something that we want
0: to we want to basically uh, we want to get into because we think that uh the more people that learn about the game and know about the game uh, the longer the game will survive so uh, the more players to the game uh, currently we have long queue times in our region especially at night for survivor uh meaning there's not a lot of killers that play uh, so the more players we can get to the game that's potential new killers that we can get to the game and uh, yeah, we can continue on and uh, keep the game rolling. I think it's in its fifth year this year, so we'll be up, there'll be a yes. five year
1: anniversary event coming in just a few months. I, I That'd think be like it is. June, June, July. I believe. Cause I think. I think the fourth was with Pyramid Head. I believe exactly, and, and there's not so. a lot of games
0: that can that can boast five uh, five successful uh, five successful years. You know, a lot of games these days are. Um, I mean, we won't name any names, cyberpunk, um, but a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of games kind of, they, they peter out or they come out and uh, they aren't finished. And, uh, you know, cyberpunk itself was a game that I was looking forward to for a long time. And I played about 10 hours of it and I haven't picked it up since. So uh, obviously it's a single player game. It's very different, but, um, you know, even competitive games like online multiplayer games, uh, they sometimes, you know, die out. The player base leaves them. Um, Hunt Showdown is actually a, a good one to mention. Uh, not only because just I've, I've just started playing it, but also because its community kind of fell away for a while, uh, and they've just rejuvenated, rejuvenated all that, and they're busting out all these events and uh, having, you know, having all these new players. They actually just beat their uh, their highest ever concurrent player record all time in the game. So. Um, you know that game's not going anywhere, and that's what we want for. That's what we want for Dead by Daylight. We want uh, another five years. Um, you know, I might not play the game for five years, but I love the game that much, and I think the developers do a great job. As much as the people give them stick, that I think uh, they should be um, they should be lucky enough to keep working on this game for for years to come. As as uh, as I said, we do have uh, a lot of information about ourselves that you will learn over time. Uh, obviously, we'll have our, our Q and A's as well that we'll be posting on our Twitters and our Discords, that kind of thing, where you can ask either us questions about ourselves, uh, within reason. Uh, dead by Daylight itself, um, but for today, there was another topic that we did want to mention. Quixie did touch on it earlier. Um, it is actually, and we have mentioned competitive, the word competitive a lot uh, so far. Competitive Dead um, by Daylight. Isn't so yeah, an tournaments topic. and competitive competitions all that stuff what do you what do you what do you reckon Quixie, how do you feel about uh you know the eSports kind of <laughs> eSports kind of uh, scene or that you know that word is sometimes frowned upon
1: saying in in certain regions but um what what are your thoughts okay pen it's, it's pretty interesting dev by bydala because by like as a whole isn't really that competitive and um, I'd like to see it going in a, in a competitive direction if the dev's choose to do that because there's plenty of people interested. You see the OCE tourney that is currently going on. Um, it's doing pretty well and people are excited about competitive Dead by Daylight. So I'd love to see it going in that direction.
0: No, that's amazing. Yeah, I, uh, I'm speaking firsthand as I've been a, a person that um, has participated and is currently participating in a, uh, a tournament uh, in the Oceanic region. And um, I, I do think, as I've mentioned, I'm a competitive person, but um, I think Dead by Daylight is comp- as competitive as you um, as you make it, really. Uh, so you can play this game very casually and just uh, just for a bit of fun here and there. Uh, but you can also, you know, if you're if you're wanting to, I guess, take it a bit more seriously, um, you know, you can try your best every game and just keep improving that kind of thing. Um, and I think our, our especially uh, in Australia or the oceanic region, the competitive scene is is non-existent.
1: There's um, not too many. There's not too many tournaments in Australia in um, OCA for by Daylight. This is like one of the first like major ones that that um they've come up with. It is. So it is one of the exciting. first. It
0: is, uh, it is. quite big in. Um, not big, sorry, but you know it, it's more prevalent in the in the uh, North American and the the EU european regions they actually do um dead by daylight leagues and things like you might have heard of the overwatch league and that kind of thing uh, similar to that uh which is very interesting it would be cool to have something like that in our region but uh this is a good a good start so um i'm really really excited for the future of um competitive dead by daylight it's very different to the regular game um yeah and i'd, I, I
1: would, I'd love to see it grow I'd love to join the competitive scene, Dead by Daylight. After watching this OCA tournament, I, I was a bit, I was a bit questionable about about joining it. But uh, after watching the, uh, the last few streams of it from Final Mark and Recover, um, some good, some good stuff, some good stuff, good signs for our uh, tournament. That was also uh, another great thing, wasn't it? That, the commentary,
0: uh, yeah, uh aspect very of good it commentary. as well. Uh, I think that's what's made people want to jump in as well. Is uh, these guys have, as as um, Quixy said, their Mark and Recover, they're. Brand new to, to casting, and uh, I don't think they've ever really done anything like this before. And to to say how well they've done, uh, they've kept the audience engaged, especially with uh, the big five minute delay that they've had on their streams. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit hard to interact uh, with the audience in real time, um, but I, I think they've smashed it. And to to get someone like yourself, I remember I actually asked you, yes, um, you did before before the tournament, if you would if you would like to play with me, and um, you kind of. Uh, you shunned me to the site. No, you. Uh, you basically, uh, you know, you <laughs> basically said that you sure weren't too sure
1: about it. So, but yeah, the next tourney, I'll definitely try and get in it. And it's probably a killer. I think I might go killer. Yeah, no, it's exciting that that's that,
0: that the, the the tournament has brought that as well. I think that's the best part uh, of a tournament. Um, our good friend Running Man as well. He's also they've also just started up a um, an American uh dead by daylight league of sorts called vigo's court and theirs is actually uh you know a a regular tournament thing he does regular casting on it and that kind of thing so it's cool to see um if we ourselves as the players push the competitive or tournament scene of the game will behavior the developers of dead by Daylight will they start pushing in-game features that help with tournaments? Uh, This did happen with, I believe... uh, I think Overwatch was one of the things where um, they have the Overwatch League stuff. You can actually view it in-game. When you open up the menu, you can click on it. Uh, Rocket League is another one where if there's esports going on, there's a little tab on the Rocket League game that you can click on. It will take you straight to the esports that are playing. So um, they've brought in tournaments and things like that. Um, So hopefully
1: maybe that encourages Dead by Daylight to do the same. I I'm not sure. So, Do you reckon they would ever add a competitive mode in Dead by Daylight? Do you reckon it'd be a good good thing or would it split the community up?
0: Do you reckon? Look, I think if the player base is there and there's enough people uh, to to warrant that and to to make it that you're not having 40, 50-minute queues, uh, it would be great to have. Um, but I do feel like... Um, as clear and as simple as this game can be is the best way to have it. Uh, as we don't want new players jumping into competitive and thinking that this is the real game or not real game, but this is the base game and then scaring them away. Um, there would be some level cap, I'm sure like there is in other competitive games where you can't access the competitive mode before a certain level. Um, but yeah, I i I think if the player base was there, I would love to see it. I don't think we're quite there yet. I think you and I would know, especially in our region, uh, when we get on at about, you know, we're night grinders, we're we're on at two, three AM. Uh, and when we queue up, you know, we get the same killers, the same survivors. And if you split that into competitive and casual, uh, I don't I don't think there would be enough players. Like, do you think there would be enough?
1: No, I don't uh, I think they would. Honestly, the do wouldn't of... think they would. Like DBD, it's a very like small game in comparison to games like Call of Duty, for example, when the player base is is like massive,
0: like League but, of uh, League of Legends, League like, of Legends, you know, that yes. kind of thing. Uh, they can, they've you know, they've got all their different modes
1: and stuff because they've got you know thousands upon thousands of players. And uh has definitely helped DBD though when that was released. Was it last year? I believe yeah that, it, mid it last was year about like halfway through to the end of towards the end of last year crossplay so th- so that has increased the player base quite a bit because there's, there's there's a lot of console players out there which is it like, is really it's, helped, a, it's actually really amazing helped this game. game
0: it's good to see Xbox PlayStation even the Switch now uh basically yes, everything but mobile Switch. is able to play with uh, PC and uh vice versa so um it was awesome to start playing with different people uh, as well yes
1: and i've met so many like, new people from there as well like like streamers and just People coming to my chat and Twitch, uh, just all around, like a good scene, good thing to do p- to bring um, crossplay into this game.
0: Exactly right, and it's it's something that we've been waiting for for a while. Uh, I still remember back in the day when uh, Fortnite introduced uh, crossplay between uh, PC and uh, Xbox and PS4, and um, I was an Xbox player back then, and uh, you know, but even between Xbox and PS4, they brought in crossplay, and it it uh, it brought a tier to a to what was a young once a young gamer's eye and who who had imagined playing PS4 games uh, Xbox games with their friends on PS4 uh and being out to play like Call of Duty or something together and i think um as much as people uh give you know a little bit of flack to Fortnite they did really Fortnite did re- and Epic Games they really did pave the way for um that crossplay generation to to come through and for
1: companies to be okay with it yeah, because like it's always been the PlayStation versus Xbox versus PC debate. So it's great to see that everyone on those individual platforms can all play together and like even go on like comms in Fortnite and stuff all together. Exactly, which, and was, which was, together it was lacking. And,
0: um, you know, they can just play a game that they want to
1: play. They just like the game and they want to play
0: it with as many people as possible. So exactly, uh, I I definitely think that um, it was it's an amazing thing for um, for gaming in general, but. Also, as you said, for Dead by Daylight to to get that extra player base and uh, to mix it up a little bit, um, it's been it's been really really good. Um, I believe that. Um, speaking of the changes that we were talking about, though, and queue times, uh, quickly we've got maybe one or two more things to talk about for this episode zero. Obviously, we don't want to um, we don't want to go too crazy on the first episode. We do just want to give you guys an introduction and give you kind of a little bit of a taste of. Uh, what you might be uh, expecting, or what you can expect from the podcast. So uh, I think there was, yeah, maybe
1: one or two other things. Quixie. was that the M- MMR test? Yeah, is that one th- referring I think, to.
0: I believe that was uh, one of the things that we had. Uh... Yeah, so that,
1: so the MMR, is pretty much like a like a hidden rank behind the scenes, pretty much. So each killer has their own MMR rating. So um, that's that's great. So just say you're a just say you're a huntress main or something, and like you only play huntress, it allows you to like. Play a different killer, enough not have to worry about versus like some very good players. It allows you to play different, like weaker killers, or just any killers, like in general. Um, I, I noticed that you played it. I didn't get to, didn't get the chance to play it. So, uh, what was oh, your you thoughts on? I didn't play it. No, I didn't. What was your um thoughts on it? What did you reckon? Do you reckon it was a good thing or were the queues so, long? I guess the best way to to preface this is to say that currently the way that Dead by Daylight
0: does its matchmaking is through your rank. So. Uh, it'll if you're a, a rank one or a, in a in the red colored ranks, it essentially will try and match you with other players uh, that are in red in red colored ranks. So this is mostly a good system. however, the system does fall down if there aren't as many players online. We obviously know about that being in the Oceana region a smaller player base. Uh, it'll start matching you with people that potentially are in different ranks that aren't of your skill level, uh, which can be good and bad depending on uh, if you're the person being matched in the higher or lower game. Uh, so what they're aiming to do is their MMR, so matchmaking rating, as quickly said, is a hidden rating that you can't see. Uh, games like Overwatch, again, I bring that up. Uh, they have an SR rating, so a skill rating, I think that is. You can actually physically see that when you go into competitive play, uh, and you can know exactly where you are on the skill rating, on the the
1: leaderboards, that kind of thing. So, um, Dead by Daylight won't have that. How would they measure a skill rating in a, in a game like Dead by Daylight? It's it's very tricky. It's a tricky thing to do to measure uh, skill yeah. in this game.
0: I agree. I, I agree because there's so many different variables. Dead by Daylight itself, as a game, is very very different. Is very very different every game, which is one of the reasons we like playing it.
1: it yeah, it's asymmetric, so it's very hard because it's, it's two different different ratings. You got one for killer, one for survivor. What what counts as a win? What counts as like good skill in this game?
0: So my my thoughts are that uh, for survivors themselves, it was going to be based. It's more based off uh, escaping um, and that kind of thing. I I believe. Uh, obviously, we're unsure. They don't. They haven't really told. Like behavior themselves haven't really informed us of what goes into that matchmaking rating, which does make it a bit harder to give a lot of information on. Um, but essentially I did, as I said, I did, as you said, sorry, I did play, uh, games during the matchmaking time. And what I did was I, I went in and I played a couple of games, uh, with luckily I'd, uh, I'd never played spirit before up until, uh, recently. So I'd only played five games with her,
1: uh, albeit I did do well in those games, um, so I so technically... how, how was Spirit? How did you enjoy? Did you enjoy playing Spirit? Do you think that she's <laughs> like an easy killer to play? Do you feel dirty playing her? Or... She's, a, yeah. she's a very strong killer. Now, one look, there top, top was two. a reason I hadn't played Spirit <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: because I do I do believe that she's uh, one of the one of the strongest killers, but one of the least. Uh, I don't know if the word is least rewarding, least fun, but, least uh, fun to play against. She, she's just one of one of the. I don't want to say skilled because I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to basically turn off any people that play Spirit um, because it does. I after playing her, I realized that there is skill involved and tracking survivors and uh, that kind of thing. Uh, but I just believe that she takes less skill to to be good with than certain other killers. So, uh, which is always going to happen when you have I think twenty two killers in the game or twenty killers in the game. There's always going to be killers that are easier to use. But the thing is, she's so strong. And she's so easy to use. I feel uh, I'll tell you in that five those five games I played, I believe I got three four ks and two three ks <laughs> in that. And that uh, obviously I have a lot of experience hours wise playing Killer, which can be translated into a new Killer. But um, that actually leads me into the point that I was going to make about the MMR is that I played a fresh, brand new Killer that I'd never played. I'd never played Plague before. Plague. Uh, and uh, I'd only just purchased her. I'd never, I didn't have her purchased or anything. Uh, and I played her during the MMR. So the, the games that I got for the most part, uh, they were actually pretty, pretty spot on with matchmaking. I got like people that had, you know, rank 17 or rank 18. People that weren't as good um, because I'd never played that killer. So essentially what the game was saying is, hey, you've never played Plague before. We're going to put you against survivors that maybe don't, uh, that maybe don't uh, escape as often as uh they do when they play against
1: uh this person at this rank so does that does that mean like if you just say you're a good survivor you got a high mmr mmr rating does that mean you're going to be versing like lots of like top tier killers like spirits nurses hags so i think the mmr yeah. is
0: it's mainly based off the killer off the what the killer uh is experiencing so There's not as much that goes into it for Survivor. So basically being fresh to Plague, I had zero. There was no MMR, so there was no way of the game knowing if I was good or bad with her. Um, But I also have you know, 2,000 hours worth of experience, both Killer and Survivor, that I'm taking into that killer. Whereas if someone's fresh to the game, they also have the exact same zero MMR that I have with that killer, but they don't have the experience that I have. So that's the thing that we were trying to figure out and want to kind of know is, is the game just basing it off my results as the killer? Or is it basing it off my hours combined with my results, combined with other things? Because that means that uh, technically, Quixie, you could get your sister who's never played games before. She could jump on Dead by Daylight and play uh, some games with the plague, and she could lose to those survivors that aren't as good. But I could play against those exact same survivors, and I could you know go in and... Absolutely destroy them, because I've got the experience playing. So that's where the MMR breaks down. Because yes, it's putting you against lower tier survivors, but those games are actually really easy for me, because I have the experience playing against higher tier survivors.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Because like experience is like huge in this game. If you have got lots of hours, even just say you're a survivor main. You know how the game works. If you move the killer, you got a you got a pretty good idea of how of how killer goes. Like you're gonna do like you're gonna do a ride. You're gonna do alright if you play the other side, I think. So, so on the whole, it, on
0: the whole of the MMR test, basically, I played about ten killer games. I'd say of dif- between different killers, and I I went over ch- with I was doing it live on stream, and I di- I went over with the chat, and we we kind of we all discussed and talked about, you know, d- did that matchmaking seem viable um, playing this killer? The one thing was obviously I'm a a uh, a wraith main, so I played some games as wraith, and those games seemed normal. They seemed fine. I went up against players that were of good skill level. Uh, I still beat a couple of them. Some of them got out. Like it was pretty. It was pretty standard. Um, but then I played huntress, who I play quite a bit, uh, and I do pretty well with usually. And I got survivors that were a lower skill level that were kind of running around cluelessly. Um, so it yeah, it was a bit um a bit confusing. It's definitely not perfect, but as I I say this a lot about the game, uh
1: if they're trying to make positive changes, it is never a bad thing. Yeah, definitely. So um did you want to talk about the new the new chapter coming out on Tuesday? So we got one new killer, one new survivor in this cha- chapter coming out on Tuesday. It's called All Kill. So we got the Trickster, who is a brand new killer. He um I got a couple hours with him. In the PTB, so pretty much he throws knives at survivors. It's pretty lethal, I'd say. He's like a Joker kind of killer. Um, got some pretty strong perks. Do you want to discuss those, Deeksy? But I'll, I'll start with the
0: killer perks. Um, we'll, just, we'll just run through them quickly. Um, we don't want to, uh, you know, take up too much time, and uh, we definitely want to save a lot of this, uh, a lot of this information for next week when we've got a, a lot more information to give you. But I'll I'll touch on the first one. So the first one's called Starstruck. So uh, I'll just read this straight from uh, the description. So, whenever a survivor enters or re enters your terror radius, so this is um, the heartbeat, basically the heartbeat range, uh, they suffer from the exposed status. Uh, So, I believe um, this is when you're carrying a survivor. Uh, so whenever you're carrying a survivor and a another survivor enters or re-enters your terrorist, they suffer from the exposed. So that means they're a one hit down. Um, so that actually uh, is very important because a lot of the times you will see in games where survivors go for protection hits or to stop the killer from getting to the hook um, or they sit in front of
1: the hook and block the hook and then the killer hits them. Uh, that's going to remove that, uh, that element. They've also changed it. So when a survivor exits that terrace and walks back in, it, their um, exposed effect like resets. Oh, really? So you get, Does it? There yeah, you go. that was one of the recent things they changed. And there's probably more to come when um, the new release comes out, which exactly. could be some, some tricks to buffs, potentially. And that actually
0: lingers for, uh, I believe, 30 seconds after leaving that terrorist. So if you run into the terrorist even for one second and you leave and the killer hooks someone and that killer finds you within the next 30 seconds you are actually still exposed, so it's essentially like a a mini form of, um, of no-ed, or no-one escapes death, giving that exposed status every time you pick up a survivor there is a cooldown on it of 60 seconds after you've finished carrying a survivor uh, before it can reactivate uh, but most of the time you're not going to find and down another survivor within one minute anyway um, so yeah, it's a it's quite an interesting perk uh, whether it's going to be in the meta or not we, we don't know but um, the other perk, the next perk is Hex Crowd Control, which is a very, very interesting a uh, very interesting perk. So, this is actually uh, the entity blocking a window. Similar to Bamboozle, when the killer walks through a window, or vaults through a window, it blocks the window. This is actually the opposite. So, when a survivor performs a rushed vault, so uh, a sprinting, sprinting vault, either a medium or fast vault, then the window will actually block. Now, this is a Hex Totem Quixie, so it's much similar to ruin or undying. It's going to be something that survivors have to break to stop that
1: from persisting. It's um, really going to punish. It's really going to punish survivors that like like to loop the killer because as soon as they vault that window, um, it's going to be blocked. So you won't be able to use it again. You've got to, you've got to either find a different loop or throw the power down. Exactly, and the, one of the most interesting
0: things is uh, TNL walls. So when you're looping a killer at uh, TNL, it ha- there's a window on each side of the. Um, The kind of the tile. Um, The most interesting part of this is that it actually blocks, like Bamboozle only blocks one window. So if you go through with Bamboozle and then you go through another window, Bamboozle transfers to that other window. Now this one, this one blocks every window that you go through (laughs) for 14 seconds. So if you go to a TNL and you go back through each window, they're blocked. Those windows are blocked. You've essentially... Your, you cannot use that loop anymore, or you cannot use that tile.
1: <laughs> so that that perk and Undying could be pretty lethal on, like, just say, Leatherface, for example, when you need to block that window to get the one-shot down. Even Billy. One-shot yep. down killer is going to really benefit from, from this from this perk.
0: I agree. It's, it's going to be a very
1: interesting perk. It is a hex perk,
0: so you do risk losing it quickly uh, and then being stuck with one less perk. Uh, but I love that they're trying out different perks like this. It's... Um, It's amazing to see. It might be too strong. It might not be strong enough, but we'll see. Uh, Now, the last perk is called No Way Out. So, For each survivor that you manage to hook, No Way Out gains a token. Uh, So, When the last generator is repaired, the entity actually blocks the exit gate for 10 seconds um, and then an additional 8 seconds if it's in Tier 3 for however many tokens you have, up to a maximum of 42 seconds. So, um, for each survivor you manage to hook, uh, that is each individual survivor, I believe. So you can get up to four tokens, uh I believe it is. Each token being worth uh, eight, uh, so obviously eight times four, thirty-two plus the original ten seconds is the forty-two seconds. Uh, so, Christy, this could be the difference between survivors being able to run instantly to the gate and unlocking it, and you potentially having no ed uh, and them all being exposed and then being able to chase him around for 42 seconds without them opening the exit gate. Do you reckon this is pretty strong?
1: Yeah, I think it is. Like If you combine, combine that with like Nowed, Remember Me, and uh, Blood Warden, it can be pretty lethal, especially if survivors try to get Jones done quickly, Got the extra bit of time.
0: Exactly, yeah. I think, uh, as I said, we, we don't know if he's going to be meta or really strong, but um, the, the flavor the flavor text and what's, uh, what's coming through with the descriptions, I believe... Um, It'll be it'll be interesting to see exactly uh, how they do. I'm gonna I'm looking forward to using the Starstruck and and crowd control perk myself.
1: Yeah, so I'll i just jump straight into um into the survivor perks for Yunjin Lee. So the first one is Fast Track. So um pretty much whenever another survivor is hooked, you gain three tokens, and pretty much if you hit a great skill check, um I'll just read it right here. You consume all tokens after a great skill check on a generator. Each token consumes, consumed grants an additional progression bonus of one percent for great skill checks when repairing generators. Like it, do, it doesn't sound like much, but just say if, if the killer gets lots of hooks and um, you hit lots of great skill checks, you can get gens done pretty quick. He's like, it's not a bad, not a bad survivor perk if you want to um, save some time doing generators.
0: Yeah, so that's one of those perks that I think uh, potentially is a bit of a, a bit of a miss there. Um, Obviously, when another survivor is hooked, I believe that's individual hooks. It's not... Uh, it's it's individual, is it? Uh, I believe it, it is every time a survivor is hooked, not a unique hook. So unique hooks are uh, like barbecue and chili. When you hook one survivor, you get a token up to four tokens for those four unique survivors. But I believe that Fast Track is uh, whenever another survivor is hooked in general. So uh, that means okay. it, you could have... If the if the killer gets nine hooks, um, then you could potentially have twenty seven tokens, um, which if you hit a great skill check, that adds an extra twenty seven percent. You know that's that's, <laughs> that's a whole huge. quarter of a generator, so it, it is pretty huge. But you're in a bad spot probably if you've had nine hooks against you already. Yeah, um, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, but yeah,
1: take it away with the other ones, Quixie. So I'm. Um- the other perk is called Smash Hit. So pretty much whenever you pallet stun the killer, you like break into a sprint burst, which is 150% movement speed for four seconds. So just say you drop drop shack pallet, you'd be able to um, get like lots drop of distance stun. on the killer. got and stun,
0: remember. You yeah, stun as, the if you killer. get the
1: stun. Just say you stun the killer, you can get four, four seconds of 150% movement speed. So in that time, you can gain a lot of distance. And while the killer is still breaking the pallet, that takes a couple seconds as well. Um, you can get across the map, or almost across the whole map, can't you?
0: I think people worked it out that if the killer does decide to break the pallet or they have to break the pallet, you almost gain about uh, a full five, five, almost six seconds on the killer. If, they, if you sprint away, uh, as the killer also has the stun animation, which you've already, and you've already left the pallet but they also get stunned and then they also have to break the pallet. So uh, this could be a good replacement for something like uh, Sprint Burst itself or even Dead Hard. Uh, instead of using Dead Hard to get to an extra area, you can play a bit safer and uh, throw the pallet and get the stun. And then you can actually sprint away to a potentially a safer area or the killer might not even chase you because you've gotten so much distance. So uh, that one will be interesting to see. I think that's going to that. be a... a, a, a a, uh, a perk that potentially could become meta.
1: It's one of the better survivor perks that they're releasing, I think, in my, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I we, to have, we have to get some it, testing yeah. with it, for sure. Um, the last perk, self-preservation. Uh, whenever another survivor within 12 meters of you is hit with a basic or special attack, self-preservation activates. So pretty much all your scratch marks are hidden for, for 10 seconds, and you make no sound as well. So, um... I'm not one of the better. I wouldn't say it's that that good, and you don't you don't leave pools of blood as well. So pretty much you're just not there. If the kill doesn't set you, you're not there. So, what's your thoughts on that one, Dixie? So that one is basically, um,
0: so it's it's an iron will. You get an iron will and a no mither form mixed together. So no, no grunts of pain and no blood pools, uh, and then you get a dance with me effect as well. So your scratch marks are hidden. Yeah. Uh, this you're is like off, like off the radar, pretty much. Exactly. So you've used a counter spy plane, and you're 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 no, <laughs> no longer on the radar. Um, but with uh, with this, it's it's within another t- when as another survivor is within twelve meters of you. So um, this you could have mean been... that uh, if you're at a generator and that person gets hit next to you, and you fast vault over a wall. Then the killer loses track of you and they don't see your scratch marks or anything. I think it's quite situational, uh, more than smash hit because there's more pallets and stuff on the map. But um, I struggle to see when self preservation would be useful. Uh, as, you know, if there's survivors that are in a, a group together and the killer um, hits another survivor with a basic or special attack. Uh, they're mostly if it's a basic attack, they're probably going to chase the person that's injured anyway. Yeah, get them um, to get them down. So I don't quite know the quite see the point of that because why you know you're not it, your grunts of pain are going to go away, but you're, if you're not injured, then that doesn't help you at all. It's pretty um, much
1: just forcing the killer to go for the injured the injured player, which is pretty much what they do anyway. Yeah, so, so I, I
0: think maybe with a special attack that might be like with a chain, you know. If someone gets chainsawed next to you, uh, that might be more helpful because then you can run away. Uh, and the killer, if the killer comes to look for you, if an Oni downs you, downs a teammate with the the Demon Strike, then um, you know that might help you escape. But especially if you're injured, it might be part of an injured build. It might be part of the you know resilience, spine chill. Uh, it might be worth running self preservation uh, because that means potentially you don't run Iron Will and uh, you don't have to run Iron Will. You don't have to run uh, you know, something like that. So um, we'll have to see, really, and see see what's uh, <laughs> you know what what it's going to be. But I, I I do think that's one of the
1: missed ones as well. The survivor ones are a bit of a miss for me, except for Smash hit. Yeah, I, I do like the killer ones. I, I do want to test them out. They seem pretty strong, all of them. I'd say. I do. I do.
0: I agree. I I completely agree with you. Uh, Quixie, we've just uh, we've we've absolutely smashed it, mate. We've uh, just hit. Um, I believe we just hit over an hour um, of hanging out together and chatting. Um, it's absolutely flown by there definitely wasn't wow. uh, about 45 minutes before this where we were um, messing up and practicing and and uh <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah, having a yeah. having a great laugh. A few bloopers definitely definitely not <laughs> um, coming soon this is, this is our first ever podcast that we've recorded uh everyone so uh, cut us a bit of slack if you if you've listened to podcasts regularly and um, give us some feedback uh we are gonna wrap up the episode there but uh definitely give us some feedback uh whether that is uh, in our streams on our on youtube video on our twitters um you know we, we want to hear feedback
1: and we want to know what we can do better um yeah l- let us know what you guys want to hear what do you want what, what do you want us to talk about in like in like in like upcoming
0: episodes uh we have plenty of stuff that we have already planned out to talk about but you know if people want to hear about specific things if a killer is strong in this way can you help me learn you know can you can you go on an episode where you just cover demogorgon um and you cover everything i can, do everything that. I can arrange that you can definitely do that uh, <laughs> I like a little bit of demo exactly so we we just want to we want to entertain and we want to uh give you guys something good to listen to but also fill that fill that void of the dead by daylight you know not having a podcast really that that's weekly and that's there we want to try our best to remain consistent and uh and be coming out every week as uh, we don't want to be those people that just bring out one episode and drop off um and we we also uh, we're, we're excited to talk about Dead by Dale. as we could we could talk for another three hours but uh you know we <laughs> we don't we don't want to we don't want to chew your ear off first maybe the three hours will come down the, <laughs> a, 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 come down the down the line you know um but yeah is there any other words you want to say Quicksy? because I, I think you've uh look you've absolutely smashed it Quick, uh, we we were both a bit nervous at the start so I think we've
1: uh, I think we've we've kind of settled I think, in I think and, we've done well mate I think we've done well.
0: Uh, we're well, giving yes, ourselves a little bit, if,
1: bit of a pat on the back here, but thank you if you made it to this part of the part of the uh, podcast. Yes, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate exactly. you all
0: here. Exactly. If you did make it to this uh, this point of the podcast, give yourself a round of applause. If you're in the car going to work, look to the person next to you in the in the uh, in the car next to you. Give them a thumbs up. Give yourself a clap. Make <laughs> it weird. Just make it weird.
1: That's good, mate. That's good.
0: So I think we're gonna wrap up wrap up there. We appreciate everyone listening, uh, whoever did, and um, yeah, we we're definitely going to be be coming back. Uh, we will announce guests uh, usually on the episode. We'll announce the next guest episode uh, for the episode. Sorry, we haven't. We have some guests locked down that we um, that we are potentially going to be getting on. Uh, we're not going to drop any names yet, but uh, Discord and Twitter will be the place. I believe we'll be making a Twitter for the podcast. So. Um, that'll just be uh, something like at two in the basement or something like that. Um, yeah, so we
1: might do like q and A Q&A Twitter post. So if, if there's any questions, yeah, make sure comment, you get a comment on that Twitter post, and we'll be sure to include it in this in this podcast.
0: But yeah, that' from us, guys. That's it. Uh, we've been two in the basement at Dead by Daylight podcast. I've been dicks I've been Quixie. and uh, good luck in the fog.
1: Catch us all next time.